Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today is the 11th of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts, where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec and coaching experience to share some valuable insights developed over a full and rich international career. Thanks again, Darren. Today I'm going to talk about one of my favourite models, which has really helped me in my career. It's called The Zone, or Willingness, and its creator, Kay Bradford-Brown, has now passed away. But one of my coaches, Janet Jones, who worked with Brown, kindly allows me to explain the model, to share it further, to help others. The model describes various motivational states, set out a bit like a darts board, with a centre and rings building up around that. The most limiting motivational state is found in the centre, and it's called impossibility. In this state, you say to yourself, I just can't. It's a terrible state to find yourself in, as I'm sure you'll agree. The next state, as you widen out from the centre, is survival. That is, I'll just die if I do X, or I'll just die if I don't Y. I'm sure we've all been there. Next one up is obligation, slightly better, where you function much better than in the other states. But it's all done with a bit of self-pity or a grudge. Why is it always me who gets the boss their coffee? The next state, which isn't too bad, and which produces lots of great results for people in the corporate world, is desire. I liken it to shoe shopping. I really want that pair of shoes I saw in the window. I buy them. So what comes next? Normally speaking, I put them in the cupboard and focus on the next pair of shoes. This might be accompanied by a sense of guilt, but there's also still a sense of achievement mixed with a slight disappointment. It was good, but somehow not as great as I thought it would be. Similarly, in the business world, the motivational state of desire can drive us to get what we think we want. But is it actually really fulfilling our ultimate goals or purpose? Research would suggest not. Desire gets results, and many organisations operate at this level quite nicely. Thank you very much. But in order to really excel and to bring new ideas and creativity and innovation to the table, you need to get to the next and final motivational state of the model called the zone or willingness. This state is where we are open to suggestion, not fixated on winning or getting our way in a negotiation. Instead, we're in listening mode, collaborative and open to finding an even better solution than the one in our head. And often we then co-create something. I like to think about this model before an important meeting, which is about choices or indeed a negotiation. I remind myself of it, and as I go into the meeting, I put aside my own position or preferred outcome and really listen to others. Usually I'll listen first and speak last, all the time keeping my mind open. Others sense when you're in this frame of mind and often respond well to it. The meeting becomes a genuine discussion of equals, without one person trying to dominate. And this is where better solutions are found to problems. So how can we use this model in our day-to-day lives? Well, half of the secret is simply to be aware of the model. By being aware of which state we're in, and knowing whether that's a desirable state or not, we have the power to shift ourselves out of it into another, better state. So, I'm feeling like the world is crashing down around me, things are simply impossible. But I remember Mr Brown's model, and I say to myself... This is a rubbish state of mind to be in, and, Caroline, you're not going to make good decisions if you stay in it, nor are you going to be happy. Why not stop that and move into a better state of mind? It actually works, with practice. The mind will do as it's told, with enough encouragement. 
And although jumping from impossibility into the zone can feel as if we're exposing ourselves by being open to what comes and what is happening around us, if we're in impossibility anyway, where we don't do any sensible thinking, are we really taking that big a risk? The other thing I use the model for is to think about how others are behaving and consider which state of mind they might be in at any time. This can be very useful, as we can, for instance, recognise that someone is not performing at their best because of the state of mind they're in, rather than because of a fundamental inability to do the job. It allows us to see that they may still be that great performer we had come to know, but something has affected them, and now they're limiting themselves and their real potential, generally without realising it, of course. In this situation, we can intervene, and using simple coaching techniques including just asking them how they are and talking to them about our observations, we can help them to break out of one motivational state and into a much better one. So, the message behind this podcast is, be very aware of your state of mind and that of others. Use it. Use the model as a tool to identify if you're exhibiting anything indicative of any of the states other than the zone and possibly desire. And, if so, get yourself out of them as soon as possible. As impossible as it might seem now, with practice you'll be able to shift states with ease and thereby effectively choose how you feel and react to things. Thanks, Caroline. Next time around, we'll be looking at what's within our power to control, which follows on from this session nicely. Until then, goodbye from Caroline and from me, and thank you for listening. (laughs) 